The holidays are just around the corner, and 32 Below, Froyo, and more is doing a little something special for the Children's Village this year. So go stop by their shop, go check out their pink Christmas tree. They've got uh, different items that the Children's Village needs, foods, non-perishable food items, uh, gifts for kids from all the way from 0 to 18. So just go check them out, and if you buy a gift card from 32 Below and donate it to the Children's Village, they will actually give you a discount on your order that day. So go check them out. It's time to give. And thank you 32 Below for sponsoring and giving back. Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc. And every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. All right, I have Kevin with me, Kevin Johnson, and I um, am actually just meeting this guy, and he is fantastic, what I know of him, um, and I've talked to some of your marketing people, and he has a brand. He is also, I think, a producer. Am I getting this right? Yeah, yeah I do. Uh, I've been doing music for 10 years, so... Yeah. He's a entrepreneur. I mean, this guy, I was trying to, like, research about you, and you just got quite the resume. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so why don't you tell um, everyone listening a little bit about you, where you're from, a little of your background, and uh, what you're doing right now. Well, again, I'm Kev. Um, I am the owner of Forever Green. We're a Pacific Northwest lifestyle brand slash clothing company, or flip that, however you want to do it. Started out as just a clothing company, and it's kind of, it's starting to expand into more. Um, I'm from Bellingham, Washington, originally. I transplanted down here to the Tacoma area in 2002 and have been here ever since. Um, I've spent so much time in Tacoma over the last almost 20 years that I feel like I'm more from Tacoma than Bellingham. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. It's been a long, it's been a long road the last almost two decades. Oh, really? Yeah. I, uh, um, I think a, a lot of entrepreneurs can say that, like how your your path and your road go. Oh, it's it's, it's rough. Um, it's very very rough. Uh, but like I said, I've been doing music for ten years, and that's really what got me going creatively. I've always been a fan of music and around music my whole life. I have family who are musicians, and. Since I was 13, I was like, oh, that'd be cool to be to, to do music or something like that. And then I turned 28 and I was like, you know, let me just do this. Mm. Like, I just didn't, I didn't have the drive to do it from 13 to 27 for whatever reason. And I turned 28 and I went through some pretty traumatic things in my life and just decided, you know what, it's time. Mm. Yeah, it's not, I mean, you, you have to, I think that's important to anyone is like, you have to do things that you love. Because mm -hmm. we're not like guaranteed time, we're not guaranteed anything, and so why don't you do things that you love? Absolutely, one hundred percent. And I, I really, I can sit here all day and say I wish I knew that at twenty one or twenty two, but at twenty one, twenty two, I, I was not in the frame of mind to be this responsible. Yes, <laughs> if you will. We so all, we all have those moments, and some people it takes longer than others. <laughs> Um, so what was, what was Kev like, um, as a kid? Uh, let's just round it out and use the word rambunctious. <laughs> let's, just, let's just round that out. Um, I mean, as a, as a kid, like 
a lot to handle as a kid. And I say kid leading up until I was like 23. Um, that's when I really started having those people in my life that wanted to see me do better than what I was already doing. And I started surrounding myself with people who wanted to see me succeed and see me win. So up until 23, rambunctious. <laughs> that's key though, is um, I think, I think we all forget that there are some great people out there that we're friends with or that we acquaintance with, but you really have to surround yourself with the people that will support you and that will love you and care for you. And <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's so, it's, a, it's like a thing to think like, it's like, oh, it's a basic, but it's really important. Um, I had someone told me like you put, who do, who's in the, the front rows of your, your, your seats in your theater? Who are those people that mm -hmm. you want to be like judged by too? Absolutely. That's, I mean, that is honestly the best way to put it. Who are the people you'd want to see in the front row of the theater of your life? Mm -hmm. Who who would, who would have a front row seat to that movie? Yep. And those are the people I've kept around me for the last 17 years. Mm, I love that. I love that. So let's learn a little bit more about you. So you are a Washington guy. Where if I'm coming to Washington or Tacoma or Bellingham or anywhere in between, where do I do where do I go eat? Okay, that's easy. That's super easy. <laughs> Super easy. So um, if you're going, if you're going to go to Bellingham, I would say you're going to go to Boundary Bay, which is a brewery there in Bellingham. Um, a guy I went to high school with is the manager of that brewery. And he's actually turned into something quite amazing over the last 20 years or so. Cool. So in Bellingham, I'd say that if you're coming to Tacoma, on the other hand, there's a lot of spots in Tacoma that you could go to, but I'm going to pick Boathouse 19. Uh, if you like seafood, they're going to have what you want. Yeah, and yeah. I went there on a lunch outing with some friends like, back in 2012 and just fell in love with the aesthetic of the place. It sits right on the water down by the Narrows Bridge. Mm -hmm. So you can see the Narrows Bridge. You can sit out there. There's a little marina and everything. It's right next door to Narrows Brewing. And I just fell in love with the place. Great food, great people. And I've never had a bad experience there. That's awesome. So you're a seafood guy, I'm guessing? Mm. through and through what's funny is my wife is from washington and she's not a seafood person oh bummer <laughs> so but that's due to bad experience with seafood as a child i understand that happens to people but for me i'm a seafood person uh, my mom worked in a restaurant she worked for the keg up in bellingham for god i want to say 25 years wow. 20 23 years she worked there and that was where i first really started eating seafood from a very young age. She worked there until I was 28. So from the time I was five to the time I was 28, I basically grew up in that restaurant trying all this different seafood. And the only thing I found I didn't like was oysters. Oh, I was going to ask you, how about some oysters? Because the West Coast, we got some good oysters. Like when I go to Oregon, I'm like, Ooh. we do, we do, we do. We have great oysters. It's just not for me. If I wanted to eat snot, I'd probably eat snot. It's all right. I know a lot of people that hate them too. Um, so a little more in a uh, personal question is what is one life lesson that you have learned the hard way? I would have to say that not believing in myself mm. is worse than giving up. Yeah. I learned that very on very early that if I didn't believe in myself, I didn't have the confidence in myself. That was worse than me just giving up on whatever it was I was trying to do. That's perfect. That's really good. So obviously you, we've just talked about how there's a lot of people in your life that you have put around you 
you know, is there someone or something that always inspires you to be your best self? Uh, you know, it's a few things, really. I mean, I've, I've been at my absolute worst in life and I hated it. So for me, that's a huge inspiration to not ever get back there. And I think also being a parent and being a husband, you know, I just want to be my best self every day for them, for my wife and for my kids. And, you know, even, even being a brother, I want to be the best self for my brothers. I have a lot of extended family, if you will. And I have a lot of younger brothers that I look up to that I try to also, you know, inspire them daily. That's awesome. I, I, I've just, I've only got to talk to you for a few minutes and I can already tell how positive and your energy is just amazing, um, which, which is so fantastic. So I'm so happy you're here talking to me. Um, but if you had a billboard and you could put anything on this billboard, what would it say? Um, it's going to sound cheesy, but it's stay hydrated Ooh. and you're worth everything positive that happens in this life. Mm. Yes. I need to listen to both of those. <laughs> hydrate I mean, is such a small thing, but it's so true because I get dehydrated so easily and every time I'm so mad at myself because then I'm like, you know, you just take your own butt. Uh, my son just, my son doesn't drink enough water and I tell him that and then he comes to me, he's like, dad, I just got a headache. I'm like, my man, you're dehydrated. So drink some water. And for a lot of people, they think, oh, there's water in coffee. Oh, there's water in this. There's water in that. No, drink water. Your body is 60 to 70% of water. Why are you not drinking water? <laughs> you need the water. <laughs> you need the water. I mean, me, I do about two gallons a day. Oh, that's awesome. Good for it's, you. It's rough. It's very rough to do that. And most of me, Monday through Friday, when I get up to go to my day job, I, by the time I get to work, I've already had probably about 72 to 82 ounces of water. Oh, wow. That's getting up, going to the gym, drinking at least three shaker cups of water at the gym and drinking water when I get home and then having another shaker cup of water when I get to work, get to work. So I'm impressed because I get proud of myself when I wake up and drink water before I start my day. I'm like happy with mm -hmm. a cup of water. <laughs> you have to. It, I mean, you get up and drink that cold glass of water in the morning. That's jumpstarting your organs. That's why if you get that clammy feeling after you drink that glass of water first thing in the morning, that's your body heating up ready and getting to everything moving. Yep. That's awesome. Um, so what is one thing that you wish you knew before you started your career? That, that I was going to fail a lot and struggle a lot, but ultimately I was going to succeed in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Just, I, if I would have known that, I probably wouldn't have gotten so down on myself when things failed. So it's just something you got to remember. So, yeah. And, and like we were saying, you have so many things that you're doing, obviously. Um, and you, so it's hard to juggle all those things. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but what really got you into the brand, the brand that you're doing now that, you know, I, I was able, I, I found through one of the people that represents your brand, uh, Chelsea Cheslick. Um, oh, Shelby. Yeah. That's my cousin. Shelby, Shelby. Um, I interviewed her for my podcast and so yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And I saw her on there. I saw the brand. So I got, I got really interested in talking to you guys and your marketing person reached out. It was great. Um, so what really got you guys going with this brand and what you're doing? Well, this brand was kind of an idea I had had in like 2017 and I just wasn't sure how I was going to execute. Mm -hmm. 
And I thought to myself, as a musician, we have merchandise, right? And we have merchandise that will sit in your closet, in your garage, because it's so branded specifically that you can't, nobody's just gonna buy a Kev t-shirt. Right. So how could I pivot my band merch to a brand? And I thought about it for probably a good year. And then my wife and I go on an annual trip to Walla Walla with two of our friends on a couple's trip. And we're on our way back. And I had designed this logo, which was our very first logo. It's the evergreen tree with the WA in the middle of it. And I'm sitting in the car, like with these guys on the way back from Walla Walla. And I'm just spitballing, like, do I do this? Like, this is, do I just do this? This is the brand. This is the clothing brand. This is what we're going to do. I'm tired of having band merch. I'm tired of having my merch just sitting around the garage and bins. I mean, I'm sitting on probably a good hundred t-shirts right now of my merch that it's like, I might as well just give these things away for free when people order at this point. So I'm like, you know what? And I'm in the car and probably after about a good two hours of the drive home, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. This it's going to happen. And this was in July of 2018. And then fast forward to October of 2018. And uh, up to that point, I had got where I was getting the clothing from, who was printing the clothing for me, which is all local. The printing's done locally. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? Mm -hmm. I put a website together, made sure everything was up and running. I filed the business license. I filed the federal trademark on the company name and launched on October 13th of 2018. The same weekend I had a show in Portland, that same weekend, and here we are. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, I think that's a great point is that even like big time celebrities, they don't have a lot of stuff that has their own name on it. Like they have a brand of something they're doing. Like I was just even thinking like Justin Bieber, people are dressing up as as Halloween and wearing his shirts but it doesn't say Justin Bieber on his shirt. It's like his brand. It's such a yeah. good point is that you, you got creative realizing what brand people are going to buy and what represent. Cause they're like, this is Pacific Northwest. This is like, this is home. Yeah. And that was the thing. That was the main thing. Like I'm from here. I love it. I lived outside of Washington for four years of my life when I was younger. And I was more, I was not as happy living outside of Washington as I was when I lived here. And now not to say that I didn't enjoy my time in Michigan. I lived on a 189 acre farm with my aunt and my uncle. It was a great time. It was a great experience. Mm -hmm. And not to say that when they moved to Florida and we all moved to Florida, I didn't enjoy living in the Tallahassee area. But for me, it was just being here. This is where I'm from. This is what I love. I love everything about it. I don't care about the rain. The rain doesn't bother me. It's like, I, I'm, I made that, I said that comment to somebody, they're like, oh, so is this like a frozen situation or the cold never bothered you anyway? I was like, honestly, yeah, it is because the rain never bothered me. Right. I've never owned an umbrella. I've only ever owned a jacket and it might not even be a heavy jacket because it doesn't matter to me. I'm like, I'm, I'm a water person. I have to be near the water. Mm. And for me being here, knowing that if I want to touch the Pacific ocean, I can in just a two hour drive, that's better than me living in Dallas, like my cousin does and not and being having to drive like eight hours to the Gulf to touch a major body of water. 
Like I'm not a lake person. People are like, but Kev, there's lakes in Arizona and stuff. Yeah, it's a lake. It's a lake, man. It can dry up quickly. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. And I'm up here in North Idaho. I'm, I love the water too, but I'm a lake person, but it's yeah. like, but I'm surrounded by trees and mountains and it gets really mm -hmm. cold during the winter. And it's like, I love that snow feeling. I kind of love the all four seasons. And that's what I do love about Pacific Northwest. Absolutely. Like the Northern part is it, it gets cold. It gets warm. It's like, we get to enjoy all the seasons. I mean, I did, I know growing up in Bellingham, we had all four seasons, literally all four seasons happened when they were supposed to happen quarterly. And that's how it was when I was growing up. You knew that winter time was coming when it would hit November, December, January. And in November after Thanksgiving, it started snowing and didn't stop snowing until the, like January or the end of January. Yep. Then spring would hit you at the end of February going into March. Summer would pick up as soon as you're getting out of school in June. That's what it was, mm -hmm. you know? But I mean, for me, the Pacific Northwest just means so much to me, just not only because it's where I'm from, but I've, I've had a lot of firsts here yeah. and I've had a lot of, a lot of gold star moments in my life here. That's awesome. Well, go, we all love the gold star moments and those moments that like, especially places and smells, I always feel like that brings back those memories. Mm -hmm. um, but on failure side, what is something that you have maybe failed at um, really bad and then you've learned a lot about yourself through it? Well, <laughs> that's a loaded question. That was this, perfect. <laughs> hey, that's, mm, I, if I'm going to, if I'm going to pinpoint it, I failed miserably at my first attempt at a clothing brand back in like 2007, 2008. And I thought I'm going to be the next Mark Echo. Like I'm going to create a streetwear brand that everybody's going to love and everybody's going to want to buy. It's going to be in Zoomies. It's going to be in Sears. It's like I was, I mean, the, it, Amazon didn't exist. The internet was not what it is today. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to create this. Everybody's going to love it. And we're going to, we're just going to kill the game. And it flops so hard. It flopped so hard. I could not believe it. Like, like smack me in my mouth flop. And I was like, okay, so I'm only out $1,200. But in 2007, 2008 money, that's $1,200. That's $12,000. That, right. So I'm out 1200 bucks. Uh, friends of mine bought the shirts from me, which was cool. I gave some to a few people. Uh, so I was like, all right, cool. It is what it is at that point. Um, I, I felt like I failed real early in my music career. And I felt that way. And I know it wasn't a failure, but it felt that way because it wasn't received the way I thought it was going to be received. I didn't have the support I thought I had from people saying, yeah, do it, do it, do it. I only had like four people who were like, no, do this. This is good. This is you. This is what you know you want to do, do it. And that's what kept me going on. That's why I'm still doing it now. Oh, that's so awesome. And like you said, 2008, that's one of those rough years. And right now we're at 2020, it is rough. We all are going through, I guess, yeah. different levels of rough. Some people are losing their jobs. Some people are really lucky to have their jobs, but they, you know, they can't go out and go to concerts. They can't do, you know, everyone's at a different level. Yeah. Um, that, what that kind of, that, that, that killed me this year. Like I was, I was on tour at the beginning of the year. Oh. So I had a tour, I had a tour set up with some friends of mine and we had our shows planned all the way into October. Mm. 
And then we only got through two shows. And then COVID hit and canceled everything. The whole tour, everything. We were going to be out in Montana. We were going to be in Idaho. We were going to be in Colorado. Like, Dang. Yeah. 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 And we love Washington, but Washington is locked, locked, the lockdown because I'm here in Coeur d'Alene. And if I go over to Spokane, it's like, it's weird. And then I come over to Coeur d'Alene, a little more cons or conservative state. And it's, it's just like night and day yeah. of what people yeah. are. Yeah, I got my, my brother lives in Spokane. I still have a lot of family live in Spokane. And, you know, they tell me all the time how it is over there versus how it is in Idaho. I got friends, good friends of mine who live in Post Falls. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they tell me what's going on over there. And I'm like, yo, it's I mean, I'm, I'm here in like the Tacoma area. And honestly, it's not really all that shut down. Really? Yeah, I was down in mean, California and they just got creative. So I went to a... um like a concert, but it was like, or not a concert, but like a band playing outside. So they had a band and they had chairs and stuff sit around. So you have to sit in that area, but you could still listen to music and a comedian came up and I was like, oh my gosh, I was missing this, but they just yeah. did everything outside. Well, some of my favorite comedians just did like a drive-in comedy show. So uh, Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura just did a tour or are doing a tour where they do like a drive-in. Oh, so they set up like a drive-in style so people can sit in their cars. Love that. And it's literally people are distanced the way they're supposed to be. Everything's outside and it's only a limited number of people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great idea, you know, and it's, I think it's, it's weird. We went to San Francisco for my birthday in July and it wasn't as shut down as everybody was making it seem. Yes, there was a lot of outdoor seating at the restaurants a lot of outdoor seating, but at the same time, certain things you wanted to do might be shut down. Museum of ice cream you want to take the kids to, shut down. Right. You know, and certain, like the mall was still open, but it was like a waste, it was like a barren wasteland. There was barely anybody in there. But seeing what it is in Northern California, what their shutdown is compared to what even Oregon or Washington is, it's interesting. Because in Tacoma, we can go out, we could do what we want. And yeah, some restaurants are at capacity. You know, my wife and I tried to go out to dinner Friday night. The restaurant was like, yeah, there's three couples in front of you. I'm like, well, we're not going to sit here and wait because we don't know how long that's going to be. Yeah, exactly. So it's been very interesting to say the least. Yeah, it's just a crazy year. So what kind of advice would you give to someone that's struggling, that are physically, mentally, um, emotionally, financially, what do you, what kind of advice would you give to someone? I mean, ultimately it's don't, don't give up. Like don't give, don't, don't have the defeatist attitude of oh, this, you know, COVID is what's killing my, my online business or it's yes, jobs have been taken away, but at the same time, there are plenty of jobs out there you could do from home that companies are hiring for. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm lucky in my day job to be a recruiter because I can do that from home if I need to. So there's, there's ways to get around it, but ultimately it's just take a deep breath, assess the situation, game plan, execute. Yeah. Don't let it get to you. Cause what, what it, don't take it too, don't take life too seriously. Cause you might not get out alive. <laughs> exactly. No, it's perfect. And I love that. Don't be defeated before you've even tried to make a plan or tried to do something. Absolutely. Love That's that. what I tell my kids all the time. 
I tell my kids that all the time. They're like that with their homework. <laughs> I'm like, look, you don't know that you're going to fill it. Just do it. Just, just get in there and get after it. I love that. So how can myself and our listeners support you and your brand or you um, at this time? I mean, honestly, just go to the website. If you see something you like, buy it. I mean, right now our 20% off discount for the month of August, just, I'm sorry, month of October just ended. But with Black Friday coming up, we got a lot of really good stuff coming up oh. for our Black Friday sale this year. And I'm not confirming it, but we may be making an, a complete across the board price cut on everything. Because well, we'll it's just, you know, my goal was to literally to undercut the major brands. I'm tired of seeing 40, $50 t-shirts, 75, $85 hoodies. Like why, right. why, why, do, why does that exist? It's you know, um, le like the leggings, the women's leggings are super popular on our website. And I think it's one because they're squat proof. Can't see nothing. I mean, we took two months of R and D to find the right leggings for that. And we found them. So Good we priced them. Know. We priced them at half of what Lululemon is for their top price legging, which I think their top price legging is like $120, but we're priced at 45 to 60, depending on what one you get. If you get the one with the all over print, you're gonna pay a little bit more like the print that's in the background. You're gonna pay a little bit more for that. But I think ultimately, you know, across the board, we might slash prices. I don't know. I gotta I got to talk to the other three about it and kind of see what they think, but it, it could be something that happens soon, you know, and that's just to, add value. You know, we feel like we have a great product as far as that goes. We used to have way too many items and I, I cut so many items out that either sold very few or just, we just weren't selling. So we're sticking to what the people here in the Northwest like us like. We like our hoodies. We like our t-shirts. We like our functional clothing because a lot of people are active, whether it be in the gym or outdoors. Um, and we just try to, we want to give that value. We got a new hiking backpack that we put up there nice. and we have some dry bags that we put up there. Oh, cool. That's awesome. So we got that, but I say to, to anybody listening or watching, I would say, go check out the website. It's www.forevergreenpnw.com. Uh, the correct spelling is the number four, E-V-R-G-R-N-P-N-W.com. Awesome. Um, it's all over our social media. And I think... The best way to support is take a look at us. If you see something you like, buy it. Yeah. You know, we always we have a 10% discount every day available to everybody. So it's an automatic 10% discount at checkout. Perfect. Well, Kev, thanks so much for jumping on with me today. I, it was great talking with you. Tabitha, I appreciate you having me. I really do. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along. Thank you.